Now I'm sure that you recognize that as the defining line of the Star Spangled Banner. It's that moment when the music crescendos, the performer hits that long sustained high note, and the crowd cheers, because it's at that point we all intuitively recognize that America is the land of the free. But what if that song was more in tune with reality? That line might sound something like this. This is the Free to be Free podcast, encouraging you to assert your liberty because you are free to be free. Now, I don't know about you, but the land of the 23rd most free just doesn't sit well with me. It's kind of like nails on a chalkboard. It's just not right. But that's what we learn from a study conducted by the Cato Institute called the Human Freedom Index. And the most recent study was published in 2016. It covers data for 2014, the most recent year where data is available for the countries in the study. And it tells us that the United States is the 23rd most free country in the world. The top five are number one, Hong Kong, number two, Switzerland, number three, New Zealand, number four, Ireland, and number five, Denmark. And we don't find the United States in the top 10, not even in the top 20. It's right there at number 23, right between Estonia and Latvia. And that just doesn't sound right. Now, I would encourage you to look at the Human Freedom Index study for yourself. You can simply Google it and find it that way but I'll also have a link to it in the show notes. Now, don't be put off by its size. It's about 306 pages, but actually only about 20 pages of it is text. The rest is charts and country profiles. And I'd encourage you to look at the country profile for the United States. The profiles are built by looking at 12 components of freedom that cover both personal and economic freedom and if you take a look at the profile for the United States, you'll find that the lowest scoring area is entitled size of government. There are scores on a scale from one to 10, one being the worst, 10 being the best for each of the components. And for size of government, the US scores a mediocre 6.41. So clearly, the largest reason for a lack of freedom in the United States is the size, scope, and power of the federal government. There are some subcomponents to this area of the size of government that include the amount of government spending, uh, transfers and subsidies, taxes, things like business regulation. But one statistic where the government spending, subsidies, and taxes come together 
that I'm sure you're familiar with is the nearly $20 trillion in national debt. Yeah, $20 trillion. I would encourage you to take a look at usdebtclock.org. It gives you a real-time measure of the national debt, other government spending, and so on. And it is just staggering to look at. And nothing more than that confirms the out-of-control growth of the government and its spending. And it is probably one of the most pressing threats to our democracy, and it is urgent that we get it under control. All we're doing with racking up this debt is saddling our children with the burden of our spending today. To me, it's like going out to dinner, taking the whole family to an upscale, expensive restaurant and ordering the highest priced steak on the menu, enjoying a fancy dessert, and when the bill comes, telling the server to put it on your toddler's tab and keep adding interest to it, he'll take care of it once he gets a job. That's just not right. Another clear indicator of the out-of-control nature of government growth is federal regulation. Regulations have grown exponentially. And the sad thing is, most of them are enacted by unelected bureaucrats, and these regulations have not had the privilege of a vote in Congress. They're simply imposed upon us. The Mercatus Center at George Mason University did a study, and they compared today's economy to a hypothetical economy if regulations were held constant at the level they were in 1980. And what they found is the difference is $4 trillion in the economy. $4 trillion have been taken out of our economy due to the regulations that have been enacted since 1980. Now to put that in perspective, $4 trillion of GDP would be the fourth largest economy in the world. $4 trillion is 25% of our 2012 GDP. Imagine where today's economy would be if it were 25% bigger than it is today. Imagine how people's lives would be. Where would unemployment be? How many people would be lifted out of poverty? How many people would have greater incomes and be able to afford the necessities of life? It's just staggering to think of. And that $4 trillion, by the way, means that the annual cost of these regulations to each and every American is $13,000. So think of this. How much better off would your family be if you had an extra $13,000 per year per family member? I bet your life would be much better than it is today. The Mercatus Center also took a different look at regulation. They looked at the Federal Code of Regulations and counted the number of times they found the words shall, must, may not, required, and prohibited, and compared 1970 to 2016. In 1970, there were about 400,000 instances of thou shalls and thou shall nots 
in the Code of Federal Regulations. This has grown to 1.1 million instances of shall, must, may not, required, prohibited in 2016. Now think about that for a minute. There are 1.1 million things that the federal government either requires you to do or prohibits you from doing. So what do you think? Are you in compliance with all 1.1 million mandates that exist in the federal code? If not, you may be a criminal and not even know it. Now, I hope I've made a good case that the erosion of our liberty has come at the hands of a federal government that is simply out of control. But how did this happen? Our founders, through the Constitution, created a system of government with checks and balances which were intended to avoid this problem. There's a horizontal system of checks and balances where power is distributed among three different branches of the federal government. The Congress was intended to write the laws, uh, confirm presidential appointments, approve treaties, uh, had the power of the purse to spend money, and the power to declare war. A president couldn't write laws, he could propose laws. He's the commander-in-chief of the armed forces, and he would administrate any laws that Congress passed. And then finally, the Supreme Court would simply interpret the Constitution and other laws and review lower court decisions. Well, anybody who's been paying attention knows that this isn't the case today. Congress has given away its responsibility to write laws, most of it to the regulatory agencies that we just talked about, who can make up regulations on their own without congressional approval. Presidents have gotten in the habit of writing executive orders and, and in so doing creating their own laws. And of course, the Supreme Court has found a way to make law by simply reinterpreting the plain language of the Constitution. Now there's another level of checks and balances in our system, and this is a vertical separation of powers between the federal government and the state governments. The Constitution authorizes the federal government to regulate foreign and interstate commerce, coin money, provide for an army, declare war, and then the states would be responsible for things like regulating intrastate commerce, establishing local government systems, administering elections, and protecting the public, public's health and welfare. There are some areas where the federal and state government had concurrent jurisdiction, or they could both do the same thing, like levying taxes, borrowing money, spending money for their responsibilities, establishing courts, and so on. But again, if you've been paying attention, these checks and balances, the separation of powers between the states and the federal government, those lines have blurred. And I'm sure I don't have to tell you that it's not the state governments that have pushed their way into the responsibilities reserved for the national government, but it is the federal government that has pushed its way into powers reserved for the states. So the question remains, how do we fix this? And clearly, the federal government will not voluntarily limit its own power. And experience has also demonstrated that the problem will not be fixed by electing different representatives. 
no matter how much candidates promise to change things if elected, our liberties continue to erode. But the good news is there's one more check and balance in that system set up by our founders, and it's you and me. It's we the people. You know, after the Constitutional Convention of 1787, Benjamin Franklin was famously asked, what have we got, a republic or a monarchy? His response was, a republic, if you can keep it. If you can keep it. If we the people can keep it. We the people must participate in our form of self-governance if this republic is to survive. The only way to stem this tide of federal overreach is for we the people to stand up and assert our liberty by reinstating proper restraints on the federal government. Fortunately, there is a way. There is a solution as big as the problem. It can be found in Article 5 of the Constitution. And we'll discuss this solution in the next episode of the Free to be Free podcast. Until then, Google the Freedom Index. Go to usdebtclock.org. See the problem for yourself. And if you want a preview of the solution, go to conventionofstates.com. Thanks for listening. Until our next episode, this is the Free to be Free podcast. This is the Free to be Free podcast. I'm Paul Phillips. The opinions expressed in this podcast are my own. You can learn more about the Convention of States project at conventionofstates.com. You can also find the Convention of States project on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. The most important thing that you can do at conventionofstates.com is to study and learn the issue for yourself. Then, you'll want to sign the petition. This will let your state legislators know that you are ready to assert your liberty through an Article 5 Convention of the States. Until next time, stay free, my friends. 